I just wanted to introduce myself firstly. My name is Robin Papworth and I'm a paediatric exercise physiologist, a developmental educator. But I'm in lockdown like a lot of you. I have three beautiful kids of my own. My twins are nine and I have a preschooler who's five who ideally would be at kindergarten today. But uh, we're going to talk all about screen time and right now he, she is watching Sesame Street <laughs> on a screen. So I just wanted to share with you my first message, which is we are not living in a normal situation at the moment. I, we, I'm going to ch chat with you about the challenges we sometimes have with screen time, but the most important part is how we compensate for it. Not saying that screen time is a bad thing. My nine-year-olds are currently on remote learning as we speak on an iPad. And my, as I said before, my preschool is watching Sesame Street on TV. So we know that to survive lockdown at the moment, we are relying heavily on screen time. But as an exercise physiologist, I just wanted to share with you how we can put some simple activities into our day using five simple resources. So these resources you should already have at home. If not, then let me know. Let me know if there's something that you don't have and I'm sure uh, I can create something right now to help you. I chat with families all around the world. I chat with educators and teachers all around the world. So I am not scared of your questions. No question is a silly question. So I really wanted you to use this opportunity today if you have a question, stop me and ask. Please don't be afraid to ask a question. If you feel a bit nervous about asking a question live, I completely get it. Come and find me at Play, Move, Improve on Facebook and ask me there. Um, I'm happy to help you. That's what I'm here for today. I'm going to start with my number one resource, which is um, all about soft toys. Now, I know you have one of these. Um, and I'm going to teach you five simple things that we can do with a soft toy to help combat that screen time. Before I start, though, I have to talk about the yucky stuff of screen time without scaring you, because as I said, my kids are on screens as well. To give you an idea of how our brain develops from a newborn all the way into becoming an adult, it develops in the brainstem, the bottom of our brain. The bottom of our brain is what receives the information from our outside world. It's when a little gorgeous newborn has that sucking reflex that beautiful newborn has that palmer reflex where they grab at your hair and they struggle to let go. All of that movement is coordinated by the brainstem, the lower part of our brain. Our goal as families, as, as particularly moms, is to try and get our children to develop a little bit more coordination, but that requires the top of our brain to develop. It's called our motor cortex. Now, screens are great, but screens don't help us with our three. I know this isn't an iPad, I'm just showing you. <laughs> don't think I've lost the plot just yet. Um, but screen time keeps our head still, our eyes still. But how we develop our brain from brainstem into our motor cortex is by moving our eyes, our head, and our neck. Those three areas, eyes, head, and neck, have to move every day to help our children develop. That's why when you see a little newborn and you'll get them to move their head from side to side by looking at you. That's why when we're an infant, puppets are amazing. When we play with puppets, we get our babies to look at us and follow us with their eyes. And that's why soft toys become our friend after screen time, especially for our little ones who might be on screen time. We want them to do all sorts of fun activities with their favorite soft toys that are going to encourage them to move their eyes, head and neck. So if you've got a little one who's on screen time this morning, don't stress. Just as they come off that screen time, use some of these strategies to move their eyes, head and neck. So fun little things that we do with our little friends is we just move him around our body. So I like to just start warming up my body. Now, I know this is using my shoulders, don't you worry. But what I'm going to do is I just start by taking teddy bear around my head. Now, the best part is 
if you're tired and you can't be bothered playing with your children, I get it. I completely get it. I have free videos on my Play Move Improved page. So just let me know if you want to have a video that you can literally press play and the kids can copy me. Don't feel like you have to set all this up yourself. While we're taking teddy bear around our head, I want to look at teddy bear. And what that gets us is that gets our eyes looking up. So where we've been sitting on screens, staring at our eyes, looking down, when we take a teddy bear around the back of our head and we look for him, we are putting our eyes up. Similar to when we play with a ball. If we're going to play with a ball, we try and aim it just up above their head so they have to look up. Soft toys are also great for encouraging. To, you can throw them into the basket. You can push a basket full of soft toys, full of teddy bears up and down the hallway. When we push a basket, a washing basket full of toys up and down the hallway, we are looking down this time. So where before we were looking up, now we're looking down and the best part about when we look down is our head tips upside down. When we tip our head upside down, there's a system in our inner ear called the vestibular system. Now this system, don't be scared by the name, this system teaches us spatial awareness, balance. It's so important for us to feel where we are in space. Children like my son Hugh is typically clumsy. He's had developmental delays his whole life. And so he had a lot of trouble with this vestibular system. So he would feel dizzy when he went down a slide. He still feels dizzy when he goes on a swing. So he's quite clumsy out in the playground because he doesn't know where his body is in relation to where other children are. So he bumps into things a lot. So the more we get him to put his head upside down by pushing baskets up and down along the hallway, Another fun one is tunnel ball, where we put our legs out wide and we take a teddy bear or a pair of socks under our legs and pass it down the hallway. Even when we're going to throw socks into a basket, if you throw socks under your legs and into a basket behind you, you're getting that head upside down head movement, which is beautiful for development. We like as adults to sit quite still, sit in this position, sit upright, but children need to be looking up, being upside down. Oh, thank you so much, Sherelle. I appreciate it. So things like tunnel ball, things like tracing, looking at an object around you. If you have puppets, I know we might not have puppets, but try even turn a teddy bear into a puppet and get our little ones to really look at where the teddy bear is if you can eye tracking we call this and that eye tracking is so important for our reading skills we might not be able to read yet but we've got to get our eyes used to being able to go from left to right up and down to be able to read where screen time has us facing forward quite still with our eyes so we could make the puppet go around the room we could even send the teddy bear upside down and children have to go upside down very important also that we get our children to learn where all of their body locations are. So can you find your nose? Can you find teddy bear's nose? And again, you can just press play on one of my videos if you get stuck. <laughs> like I completely get the lack of motivation. I have that at the moment as well. So teddy bears are great. Soft toys, throw them in a basket, push them around the house. They're amazing. I showed you socks before. Socks are great for throwing it in a basket. Now, ideally we would be in tummy time when we throw these pair of socks into the basket so what I what I mean by that is we lay on our tummy and when we lay on our tummy when we get tummy time we build up our core strength so at the moment a lot of us are sitting on screens I have a picture that I'll be putting up on my Facebook page later today of what my son looks like when he's sitting at his iPad it's not an ideal posture 
So we're quite stooped, our heads down, looking, staring at our iPad. We're tummy time and we lay on our tummy, our back's up straight, our chest is up straight and our head is looking up. So if you imagine spending two to three hours on a screen looking down, we want to spend at least two to three minutes copying the opposite direction. We don't need to be exercising as long as we are on screen. So please don't think you have to develop a two to three year old program. But if you can try and get two to three minutes every day, that would be fantastic. So when we're on tummy time, we just get our socks, we fold them and we throw them in the basket. The further away the basket ideally uh, makes it more challenging. My other favorite thing is grab out 12 pairs of rolled up socks and a muffin tray spread your socks around the house get them everywhere you can even play hide and seek if you like they have to find the socks or find the balls or find the shopkins whatever 12 items you have and you want to put them in the muffin tray so you go and collect one put it in the muffin tray go find and collect the other put it in the muffin tray and then you'll have 12 holes full of all the same category of toys whether that be lego blocks socks shopkins the goal with this is every time a child reaches down to the ground to pick up the socks, they're using that vestibular system. They're getting that eye movement, head movement, neck movement, which is going to be beautiful for their brainstem development. So you can make it a challenge. As I said, you can hide them and make it last longer. Sometimes I hide them in very challenging spots. What I love about a 12-piece muffin tray is there's a challenge to get to the end, and 12 is quite achievable. If you have more than one child, just set up three muffin trays. I've done that. If you don't have muffin trays, then we set up colored pieces of paper, one colored piece of paper for each child. Go and find your objects, see who can find them first. If the children love it, sometimes my kids even continue the activity and they will then go hide it for their siblings, which is extra fun as well. When we are hiding things, it sounds bizarre. Why would you want to play hide and seek? But I want to show you something. When we are hiding an object, whether that be it behind something else, we're using a skill called object permanence. Object permanence is the understanding that we live in a 3D world. There is something hidden behind this object. But when we're on screens, we're using a 2D world. My Roblox might look 3D, but it's a 2D visual world. I'm not touching it. I can't get in amongst it. I'm just tapping. So object permanence is a very important skill to teach our, our children. So if when you hide things behind something else, children have to explore their 3D world and realize that there's a big world out there. So hide them underneath blankets, underneath pillows, make it challenging, and then you get more time to have a cup of tea. So object permanence, hide and seek is another super fun one. So two resources we've gone through so far. Our little soft toy here, our pair of socks. Our next one is masking tape. Now, this sounds bizarre. You may not have masking tape at home. That's okay. Sticky tape, I'll give you some other strategies as well. Let me know if you don't have masking tape. Masking tape, what I love to do, my favorite activity, is to tape their toys to a table. This will give our little ones, around about the ages of two to three, ages to try and get them off. So I just sticky tape, masking tape them to the table, and I masking tape it all around. I'll show you here. I have a table full of random stuff. You're probably, <laughs> probably guessing where I'm pulling all this stuff from. So masking tape, our teddies to our table or a whiteboard, it's up to you. What we're doing here is we're developing their fine motor. So again, when we're on a screen, on a screen, whether that be iPad, usually iPad is what we're putting up with a lot in lockdown. We're using this tapping action. So we can't really grab it. It's not like playing with sand or slime or Play-Doh. We're just tapping at our screen, which is fine because we're going to develop fine motor now. To peel off this masking tape, 
I need to use these first two to three fingers. So my nails pick off the first bit. And then you can see that these two fingers here aren't doing much. That's the goal. I don't want them to do much. I want to develop what we call pincer grip. So we want to peel off the pieces that sticky tape as much as we can to develop that fine motor skill development. You can then even wrap toys in it if you want to make it more challenging. So then they really have to use their pincer grip to peel it off. We're developing fine motor skills and kids think it's super fun. My, probably the favourite thing that kids like to wrap up is dinosaurs and turn them into mummies. They look a bit funny when they've got masking tape all around them. But masking tape is fantastic for fine motor skill development. Masking tape is also amazing for gross motor skill development. Fine motor is our hands and our feet. Gross motor is our big muscles, our arms, our legs and our core strength. So put five strips of masking tape down your hallway and just hop onto each masking tape strip or jump onto each masking tape strip or throw your pair of socks onto each masking tape strip. Each strip might be worth more points. If you have children learning maths at home at the moment, you might like to do five or 10 or 15 type increments of points. So they have to do maths as well. But masking tape is fantastic for your hallway to develop hopping, skipping, jumping. We even do bear walking. So when you walk like a bear with your bottom up in the air, again, if any of these doesn't make sense, feel free to ask questions or you'll see pictures of this all over my Facebook page, Play Move Improve. Bear walking is amazing, fantastic for core strength, and it tips the head upside down. That brainstem, again, gets really good sensation. So bear walking across the strips, crawling across the strips, so many fun activities to do. We even drive our cars along masking tape strips. You can make it easy by having a straight line. You can turn it into a zigzag line. So again, try and make sure the children set it up or you set it up. Most importantly, we want the children to pack up the masking tape. Why? Because they have to pick it off the ground. And it's that picking action, which is fantastic for fine motor skill development. So that is number three. Number four is learning with letters. Now I'll show you this nice and close. Phoebe is my youngest. Phoebe is a very hard name. I didn't realize how hard her name was for her to learn. She didn't realize that she had two E's. She didn't even realize that she had an O because who knows, what's the point of having an O in the name Phoebe? So I had to put letters on her car. She loves cars. She loves playing with her big brother. So I put letters on all of her cars and we used to park them. She obviously knows how to write her name now, but when she was learning how to write her name, we would park her cars into P-H-O-E-B-E. -E. So cars are a great one. Kids are mostly playing with them already. This is just sticky tape, sticky paper, or you can do it with anything, post-it notes, however you want to put it onto the car. But we're learning letters at the same time. They're playing around with cars. They're learning their letters. I also put letters on the ground, just pieces of paper, right? Letters, doesn't have to be fancy. And then you can throw the socks onto each letter or you can stomp onto each letter. I've currently got Phoebe now starting to learn sight words. So at, the, is, it. Throw a pair of socks at each word, stomp on each word. I even write the letters or the sight words onto bubble wrap and they stomp on the bubble wrap. Bubble wrap, super exciting. I know bubble wrap you might not all have, so I haven't included bubble wrap today, but just an extra strategy for you. The more we play with letters, make letters fun, the more we're using our visual tracking because we're looking at all the different letters on the ground or all the different words up on the wall. We're also making it not so stressful. Uh, having a book sometimes and having this expectation that you have to read from a book can be really stressful. So take the words out of the book 
put them on the ground and make it fun. Stomp on them, jump on them, throw a ball at them, drive a car over them. So many fun activities you can do with letters. My next one, fourth one, I'm just hanging on, let me double check. <laughs> I may have six instead of five. See, I can't count. I've completely lost the plot. This one, number five, and out of six, <laughs> is numbers. So I use dice for everything. Everything, everything, everything. The reason why I use dice is then the dice becomes the boss, not me. Particularly with Hugh. So Hugh's always struggled with his motor skills. He's always found it very frustrating to move his body. When he was four, he told me to stop being his therapist because, <laughs> you know, he got sick of me telling him what to do all the time. So I had to be creative. How can I get him to move his body without me being a nag? And dice was the winner. Tiny dice, large dice, doesn't matter. Make your own dice. Um, these are other resources that I sometimes use. It's a whiteboard dice so then I can change it. But what I get him to do, he becomes my personal trainer in this one. So this is if you have energy. But again, you can get them to, this one sibling can get the other sibling to do something. It doesn't have to always be you. But we roll the dice. If it lands on the number six, we might do six star jumps. If it lands on the number one, we might do one spin on the spot. If it lands on the number four, we might do four hops on the spot. If it lands on the number five, we might throw the socks up in the air and catch the sock five times. You can make this more challenging by throwing the socks into the air and catching it in a cup. You can, or you can make it something like throw the socks under your legs and throw it into the basket five times. But the dice is becoming the boss. <laughs> the dice is telling us what to do, not the battle between parent and child, which I know we get a lot. So if you can use dice, that would be great. Dice also, you can roll dice and use your place value. So I know if you've got children at home who are learning your know, thousands, hundreds, Single units, they can do this as a maths activity. They can do this as roll six and go around the house and find six blue objects. Roll two, run around the house and find two red objects. That hide and seek game again can start to come out. So dice can become your friend. I'm mindful of all your time because I know that I'm ranting at you for the last 20 minutes. The last one is, now I know this isn't a cushion, but imagine this is a cushion. I didn't want to bring a cushion into the video because I'd be surrounded by this big cushion. But please bring out your cushions or your pillows and make an obstacle course. Line the cushions up in a row and hop or step on them from one to the other. Line them up in a mountain and climb over the tower of cushions, climb over the mountain. Also my favorite one, I'll try and explain it with this, is we put one cushion down, we step onto this cushion, we turn around, we pick this cushion up and then we put this cushion in front. We stand on this cushion, we turn around, we pick this cushion up and we stand on the next cushion. We can create this activity of constantly trying to step across the water or go across the river, however you wanna to talk to the children about it. But turning around and picking up this one behind them, head, neck, eye movement, balance, core strength, they then put that in front, they step on the next one and then they do it again. You can make it into a relay if you want it to become a race or you can just have it as a fun activity for them to do. This one you'd have to just demonstrate once and then all you'd have to do after that is just encourage the children if they wanted to do it. On my website, playmoveimprove.com.au, there are a range of great activities on there, free handouts. So just go to, there's a free downloads tab on the top of my website. You're welcome to download whatever you need. There's activities for what to do with masking tape, what to do with bubble wrap, how to play with soft toys. So most of the things that I've spoken to you about today are on my website. And thanks, Sherelle. Scavenger hunts are amazing. I love them.
Um, I wanted to just give you those super, super quick six tips. Um, I have a webinar coming up tomorrow, free webinar on school readiness. So if you have any children in the preschool to primary school, early primary age group, come along to my free webinar. You can find that on my Facebook page. Um, Sherelle, I'd like to thank you for having me. Thank you for this opportunity. I now want to open it up to questions. I am very new to Facebook Live, so bear with me if I struggle with your, I'm sure Sherelle could help me over there. Um, but are there any questions? Is there any resource you wanted to know more about? Is there a particular resource that I've mentioned that you don't have? And I'm sure I can try and be a little bit creative for you. Um, yes, fantastic. If you have little ones starting next year, come along to my free webinar. I go through the motor skills that they need to start school and I give a few more fun, exciting tips. Um, if there's any questions, feel free. I'll stay around for a few more minutes. You're welcome to ask any question. No question is a silly question. Most questions I've heard and I want to keep answering because it's so important that we get this message out there. If you have a mum of little ones doing it, so I guess, great question, Cheryl, thank you. Tomorrow it's at 9.30 in the morning. Kids can come because some of the activities I'll show you today, the kids can copy me, the kids can come. They're more than welcome to be on screen. So please don't be afraid that if your kids are running amok, they can more than welcome come. Or you're welcome at 9.30 tomorrow to put me in, your, as in a headphone and listen to me while you're walking around the house. It's all good. Um, but the main thing I really want you, if you have a family member currently in lockdown, doing it tough, please tell them to be kind to one another, kind to themselves, kind to the family. Know that yes, we're getting so much more screen time at the moment than probably ever before, but it's okay. These super simple tips will still help your children to develop, still help them to get the movement that their body needs. And we are all just taking it day by day, me included. So I'm always here for you to ask your questions. Great question here coming in too for non-lockdown recommendations. Look, for me, screen time, I don't like to give a recommendation of how much per day. We don't have the research yet, to be honest. Unfortunately, at the moment, the research is showing us what children are currently doing. So some toddlers are about two hours per day and it increases as children increase with age. But unfortunately, we don't know the impacts yet. Um, I can only assume that as an exercise physiologist, I can assume that we are having challenges with balance, spatial awareness, visual tracking, reading skills, but I can't give you that information. We just don't have the research yet. So I just encourage if the children are having any screen time at all, just put in two to three minutes of these fun activities once a day. And at least we know that the brainstem and the cerebellum and the motor cortex are getting the movement and the upside down type positions that it needs. And then we know that even if they're having screen time, their brain and their body is still learning, still meeting those milestones, still developing. So if you're not in lockdown, please get out and enjoy the sunshine and the, for us. Um, and if we are in lockdown in Melbourne or Sydney, I'm definitely here for you. So any questions, please come over to Play Move Improve. If you have any questions now, pop them in the chat box. It's been really fun chatting to you for half an hour. I really appreciate it. And thank you for your patience at the start. Um, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Any questions as this goes um, into recorded rather than live, you're more than welcome to still ask questions. The questions can come at any time. Sometimes you might find that you'll do some of these strategies at home and you'll see certain things or you'll find certain challenges. Let me know. It's always good for me to have feedback so I can continue to help so many more families. So Sherelle, thank you for organizing this. You have been amazing. And hopefully you can play some of these random activities today. Get out your pair of socks, 
find a soft toy and get your kids moving. Even just two minutes is better than no minutes. So thank you for having me. Take care, everyone. See you later.